Hey everyone. No, I don't like that. I'm gonna start over. <laughs> This is part two of our two-part episode. So obviously, if you haven't already listened to part one, which came out last week, go listen to that one first, especially because we made a little announcement in the beginning of the episode. I feel like the word announcement sounds like it's such a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. But we do have a couple of housekeeping items that we shared in the beginning of the last episode, part uno. So go listen to that episode if you haven't already, then jump back into this one where we pick up our conversations. Last episode, we were kind of talking about how our pod baby started. One thing that I thought was interesting, okay, I feel like we always use that word when we don't know what other adjectives to use. Maybe we need to check the thoras. Huh? Maybe we need to like have the thoras open. Like what's other ways to say interesting? Say that word again. The thoras. Thesaurus. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're like, what? There's just so many words I feel like you've mispronounced that I feel like we need to make like a little blooper clip of like all the words. I think my English is getting worse since I moved to London. Is that an excuse? I think so. Yeah, I have no idea what I would call your accent. It's, like, not Chinese. It's not British. It's not American to me either. Like, I don't know. You're just kind of your own thing. Spongebob. Spongebob, yes. I love that. (laughs) But in our last episode, we were kind of talking about our different working styles. And I specifically remember in the very beginning when we did our first episode, I was so ready for that thing to come out. I was like, Mickey, let's just publish it. Like we gotta, we gotta just do the thing. We can't keep holding on to this. And I feel like you were the one that's like, oh, maybe we should do a couple of more episodes before we publish the first one. Like maybe we should hold off. Maybe we should like plan a little more. I feel like I was working in a very startup way because I, I do work at a startup. And in the startup world, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect. Just put out your MVP. <laughs> like, this is just like, 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 I'm like nodding my yeah, head. Like, like, this as is, if I know what that word stands for. Yeah, I'm literally trying to think of what it stands for. We just always use that acronym. I think it's minimal viable product. The skeleton of what you need for the product to be the product without all the extra stuff to make it 100% perfect. Because... You just got to move quickly. So I feel like I was in that mode. We just got to get out there and put it out there. Otherwise, we're going to let the fear hold us back. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be exactly how we want it because we're still figuring out. Let's just like publish this first one. So I think it's funny because we had that conversation, what, January 1st? And our first episode Mm -hmm. actually got published February 8th. So it was like a month later. I don't know if you remember, we literally recorded one episode that like never got published. I remember. I remember that. I mean, it wasn't bad, but there were just so many things we were figuring out, like logistically, like how to record, because we don't have like some kind of fancy soundproof recording room set up. We don't go to some fancy studio for that. We don't have that set up at home. We're doing what we can with the bare minimum equipment (laughs) and resources that we have. Both of us record in our closets. In the beginning was in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. (laughs) When I listened to the first episode, I'm like, wow. It's so echoey. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I mean, because people always say like the acoustics in the bathroom are the best, but like not really for recording because the sound is bouncing off 
the walls and it is so echoey so I just feel like even that we just learned so much about the best places to record how to best set up for recording and I think all these things we were learning and like for me even editing it used to take me legit eight hours even though it took me so long like I wasn't good at it when I listen back to the first episode, there's just so much things in there that I'm like, why didn't I cut that out? Like, why is this in here? Oh my gosh. But honestly, first of all, shout out to Danny because I would not know how to edit. I mean, to be fair, like Danny didn't know how to edit either. She just took on this responsibility and like went with it. And she did so good. Every single week, she will post a final product I'm like oh my god how did you do that it's so good because I know she like cut out some area and sometimes she rearranged them sometimes because Mickey is a person who don't give context because I'm always felt so comfortable I'm talking to Danny that I'm just saying things as if everyone knows this is the common knowledge to the world there's just so much work Danny has put in and then she got really really good honestly guys the first episode I cringe so much myself because I keep saying yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mickey. That's so annoying. I just felt like I couldn't even hear you because I keep yelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I felt the same way, but about likes. Because I was like, see, I just did it. I say like literally like every, I, I see and now like I'm, I'm counting it because I, I can hear it. When I hear us like played back in our audio recording, I'm like, oh my gosh, we use so much filter words. Why do I say like five times in one sentence? He was like, she was like, it was like, and then it was like, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is the other way to say the words without using this word? I don't know. But it's, it's difficult. And I think because last episode, we talked about how the podcast is really raw, even though we plan them. But when we record, we don't chat about these before. So a lot of time I'm thinking out loud and me, English not being my first language. There's so many grammat- grammatic error I make. I'm just like, can people even understand what I'm trying to say? But also circling back. Oh, this is so corporate. Circling back to the MVP. It's so cool, but it's so different from how I work. The reason I was like holding back is for us, for my work, you shouldn't make stupid mistakes. You should like really self-review multiple times, make sure the comments or the feedbacks you hear back should be the ones you really just couldn't think of. You just didn't know. Like this is beyond your learning experience. Okay, that sounds really harsh. It's not like that. But there's that general standard. So I felt like very uncomfortable putting out something that's not 100%. Because like Danny said, we recorded multiple times. We test out every single area in our own homes. Where has the best acoustic and how does it sound like from my side? How does it sound from Danny's side? And even the first episode we recorded, we thought it's just going to be very natural because we chat with each other so much. And this is just like chatting with Danny, literally. But once we start recording, even though no one's there present, we both start like, um, how do we talk? Like, where's my thoughts? And then also realize because it's a friend chatting, sometimes our thoughts are very diverged. That it goes from point A to D, then B and C. And then for listeners, that might be very confusing. Like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what's your train of thoughts? What's the point of this whole episode? So Danny's really good in terms of doing editing and then come up with a formula, like juicy formula, like the magic formula for us to still be organic conversational but it's clear 
to the listener as well. I don't know. I'm like really glad that you were like, no, no, no. This is not good enough. Sounds bad, but like this is like good enough. Like let's publish it. But I was still like, no, because honestly, if it's up to me, it probably was never published. What would 100% be to you? Because there isn't really like a standard in terms of like if you check off all these boxes, it's considered a ready to publish episode. And also when you were saying. You want to incorporate all the feedback, the comments. To me, it's like we don't know what those feedback and comments are until we publish and hear from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great points. I think I was just really stuck in my head or like scared. So I think that's why it's good that we kind of balance of each other because you're more like literally what you said. Like you need to push yourself out there to then improve. Versus me, like, oh, I just so scared of the negative comments. Let's wait. Let's make sure we fail hundred percent. And even though I don't even know what that hundred percent meant, because it's not like me and you can suddenly produce a NPR level audio because we don't have all those studios and tools. You know, like riding a bike, like you have to ride a bike. The person who are holding the bike on the back supposedly they need to let you go because like you are ready. But you just didn't think you are ready. That makes sense, because I felt like that's where I was. Because I did listen to the episode many times, even though the first time I cringed so much, because I just hate how much, yeah, I have said. But yet, aside, it was a really good content, and I laughed about it, and I still felt that what I said, I stand by. If I feel proud about the first episode, then that means I never grow. The only way that I know we have improved together is by looking at the first episode. Cringe a little bit. It's not one that I like listen to. Although I don't re-listen to our episodes because I do the editing and I do hear us a lot in my ear <laughs> before the final version goes out. And I will say, I do think in the beginning I was really pushing for us to like just like take the plunge. I was also very very scared. It wasn't like I wasn't worried about judgment or how other people would react. But to me, realistically. For a first episode, especially if we don't share it with people we know, no one's gonna really find it. I think the podcast space is pretty saturated at this point. A lot of people are going into it. I think it's way more accessible than it was five years ago, and way more people listen to podcasts. So I do think there are just tons of options. Yet I didn't feel like it was so saturated to the point where there would be no room for us. Like I do feel like we have things to say, and there would be people who are. Interested in our perspective? I don't know if that's like a narcissistic thing to say, but we have like the numbers to prove it. So <laughs> I just wanted us to take that first jump of pushing the publish button, and I was scared because I was literally like, I can't push the publish button. I have the final episode edited. Like, I need you to be the one that uploads it to all the platforms and hit that launch button because I can't do it. It's not that it's hard; it's just mentally knowing、mm. live and out there is really intimidating. Even though we could always take it down, it's not like we have to leave it up there for the internet to see and judge us forever on. I think I just needed to do it to one validate that this is a real thing that we're doing. It's not just in our heads. We are committed to actually doing this, and I also think doing it just to take that deep breath of okay, we've done the scariest thing, and the world didn't end. Our lives aren't over. It's not that scary. Now we can keep going because I feel like up until we hit the first publish. Button on the first episode, it felt like I was holding my breath a little bit. I do think, structure-wise, how we started our podcast was very different than the way we structure it now. I feel like right now we have more organization. 
we know like what works for us and what doesn't. But I feel like all of that took time of learning what works, what didn't. And I will say being the editor, I do get, I feel like a little more insight into this, which I'm always sharing with you. I think we're probably mentioning some other episodes that my job have a very seasonal timing. So the first episode when it came out was February and then we're still recording every single week. And then I was going to really busy time where even though it was lockdown, but I really was working a lot of hours. And Daniel was the one like really stepping up be like, okay, let me think of the topics. Let me do a lot of extra work to like support you while you are busy, which is like really appreciated, but also makes me feel really guilty, even though you obviously have no intention to do that because it's not, I'm trying to make you do more work. I just literally couldn't at the time. So I think that was really hard because I know how much work you're putting in terms like editing. And then I also felt that, oh my gosh, like she had, so many good thoughts from editing, so many insights, so many ideas. And I felt that my brain was just like numbers, numbers, numbers. Okay, let's come record podcast. I have no ideas. I have no suggestion. That made me feel that I wasn't being a team player. I wasn't contributing enough. I don't know if you felt it at the time, but I was really worried. I'm not being a good team player enough that you're going to like switch someone to do this with someone else. And then I think later on, when we actually start doing social, it's when I feel like, oh my God, finally, I can take some share of the responsibility. Because yes, the part recording is together, the planning done by two people, the idea, the brainstorming, but the editing takes so much time. And honestly, Danny only uploaded the raw version to share with me maybe twice in our all 40 something episodes. And listening to the raw episode, guys, I'm like cringing so much. I don't know how she listened to them multiple times and edited them. I don't know if you remember this. We published the first episode in February, but our first Instagram post didn't happen till May. We would talk about this in detail and how we built this rebranding our podcast design and social media of like how that story come about and why like there's a gap because we genuinely just didn't think of it. Because thinking of this part was already a lot. And then when I shared the episode, self-care, it's not just treat yourself with one of my guy friends. He was so great. Sam, hi. He like shared it on his LinkedIn. And I was shaking. He didn't like tell me he was going to share it on LinkedIn. I was just like, oh, Sam, if you enjoyed it, can you share with your friends? Like word of mouth. And Sam, being Sam, an entrepreneur, he just like went full on to LinkedIn. I'm like, wait, what? LinkedIn? My director's going to see it. My partner's going to see it. Oh, okay. But it was really great because he reached a lot of people. I wouldn't be able to do so. But Sam would keep like, do you have an Instagram account? Do you have a Facebook page? Do you have a web page? I'm like, what? I, we don't have anything. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like, you know, all the major platforms. He's like, you should have a website. You should have a social media. I was like, oh, Okay. And then I was talking to you and you were thinking actually on the same train of thoughts. And that's when we start doing social. And even just when we're brainstorming for social, it just seems like I'm more obsessed with Instagram. <laughs> so that I already like more familiar with a lot of the features. Even for like my personal trips, I do a lot of curated story posting. Mm, yep. So I felt like really comfortable doing the social and took on that lead I actually remember the post so well because it had like our old podcast cover art and everything and I was just like oh my god like this is so cool 
So thank you, Sam, if you're listening. He also has a book out. So do you, sorry, I don't have it like on my mind. Uh, Your next big idea. Yes. Um, Sam Sanders. By, by Sam Sanders. Go check out the book. Go support other creators. I'm so happy I have a way to finally contribute. Not that we need to always be 50-50, but like I just felt like before it was 2080. <laughs> so I feel like I can contribute something. No, I don't think it was like 80-20. That's very dramatic. I think that's the biggest thing is like, since the beginning, I wanted this to be a partnership. And I was worried that because technically the podcast was my idea in the sense that I brought it up and asked you if you wanted to do it. But going into it, like once you said yes, I wanted to make sure that it was both of our things. Like I didn't want it to feel like this was my thing. And you're just you just happen to be sitting in the passenger seat. But you're like interchangeable with anyone else. The reason I asked you isn't because, you know, Mickey has insights that my other friends don't have, or I'm so much closer to Mickey than any of my other friends. No, but I really believed in our friendship. And I knew that if we did a podcast together, that relationship would come through. And more than anything, this is gonna sound so cheesy, but like, whatever topic we decide to choose, I wasn't worried about how good the topic was. I knew once we started talking and bouncing off of each other, our friendship dynamic will come through. And that to me is the thing I always believed in. And I felt that way multiple times in our friendship before we ever started the podcast, which is like when we get together and once we like start really diving into things, doing our DMCs, deep, meaningful conversations, sometimes it's topics I haven't talked about or you give the perspective of someone who's not American. So that's always challenging me to think about things a different way. I think our relationship and like the trust we have in each other is always what I thought would be what makes our podcast successful. Not so much the topics we decide to talk about. But yeah, I think the social, it's so funny you brought that up because I don't even remember when we started the social media account. It definitely wasn't something that was like obvious to me from the beginning. Oh, we need a podcast. And with the podcast, we need a social media account. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. The radar. And I don't know if you remember, but like, very, very little planning went into the social media account. Yeah. It was just like, we need a social media account. And then I think you started working on stuff. And then one day I was like, hey, do you feel comfortable leading this account? And you were just like, yeah, like, would love to. I don't know about you, but in my mind, it's like, oh, everyone knows how to do social media. Like, I have a social media account. You have a social media account. Okay, let's just make one. It's like very, very little conversation went into like what's the vibe like what's the theme and like obviously that led to us doing a social revamp which go listen to the episode Mickey just referenced where we like deep dive into that today for both the podcast and the social media like I'm so proud of what both of those things have become now because I feel like both are so reflective of us individually but like more so like us together yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely not an easy journey. Words we like to say a lot on this path because life is a journey. I really thought at first working on our social account would be just working on my personal account because I do that and it's so easy. Whenever I look at influencers' Instagram account, I'm just like, okay, I see your thing is all white, your thing is all block colors. Mm, I'm just going to make our pot account very aesthetic. Pastel sounds good. Let me do pastel. But then you become really pastel. And then I think also a big thing difference is that when you have a public account, not just that your account is public, but a brand account, it's even different because a brand account is not just about you individually. Even if you're an influencer, 
when it's your brand account is so different. It needs to reflect both people. Danny and I share a lot of values, but we are very different individuals. We have our individuality, but then we come together, have something like this pop baby, like this brand account needs to reflect on the brand of remotely found, not Danny, not Miki, but remotely found. And I think that's the hard part. And that's just something it took me a long time to grasp because it's so easy for me to think like, oh, I'm just like reposting, resharing things as my personal preference and liking without thinking, what is this saying? If you think about it on your social, personal social account, when you're sharing the audience, your friends, and also end of the day, it's your Instagram account. You can share whatever you want, post whatever you want to say, hold what opinion you have. But when it's a brand account, you're saying this is what your brand stands for. This is what your brand supports. This is the joke your brand think it's funny. I don't know. It took me a long time to grasp. And we obviously deep dive this in how we built this episode, like how that rebranding happened and how we thought about it. Because similar to how you feel now, like I'm so proud of our social media account now. Like when I look at it, I'm like, oh, so pretty. But because the first time around, there's no thoughts. No, no thoughts. There's a lot of thoughts going into it, but not plenty. Like we care about it, we want it to be good, but there was no planning, there's no organization, there's no steps, there's no course online. I'm sure there's a course online, there's a course on everything now, um, but we didn't do that. So like there's a period of time, I'm just like, ah, this Instagram looks so dark, groomy, but individually, I like all of them. But why is this vibe off? And then at the time, I was like not sure how, because I... I am a type of person, like Danny is really aware of that. Like once I say yes, I felt that I cannot back down. The, the great thing is that Danny and I really balance each other out in terms of our strength and weakness. And it's just really complimentary. Like what I lack of, she has what she, like what I might be better at, she might not be hard strong through. It just like works because she's very proactive in communication and in like checking in, like how do we feel? Do we both feel the same way about this? And she was the one like brought it up. I feel a bit off about the social right now. Do you feel the same way? I'm like, oh my gosh, I do. <laughs> but not to repeat what we have already discussed in how we built this episode. I do want to like highlight some proud moments for our old posts. We archive them, but we still have them. I think the first, this is one way we're sharing a lot of the recommendation that highlights Asian heritage and cultures. And Danny has shared the book, Eat a Peach by David Chan. And then we did a post sharing that book. And the co-author, Gabe Ula, liked that post. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like he read this post and he approved this post. Okay, I'm like so pleased, so glad. And then it got like even cooler, Amanda from A Long Last Name also liked our post where we're sharing her mural. We're like such a big fan. I mean, to be fair, Danny discovered her and share with us and our audience. And I'm immediately a big fan because it just has so many layers of meaning to it. And then the art itself, it's amazing as well. So that was more like a, we're fangirling over her and she like approved of this. The biggest, biggest achievement, at least to me, like today, I don't know how about you, it's Laura Lisa N. Yes. She follows us, guys. She follows us. She's a poet. I'm sorry. A poet follows us. I feel like we're so cool. Again, Jenny actually discovered her and shared her poem, The Gambor, 
second generation Chinese American female edition. In the episode, is my therapist just a friend I pay for? Danny actually read out the poem in full, and I literally got goosebumps hearing that. And then she like likes our post and follows us, and I DM'd her. Ah, I'm unwell. Yeah, yeah, and she also reshared one of our posts, which honestly, like, yeah. like what? Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to Mickey for putting in so much work into our social, like. I don't work on it day to day like she does, but anytime she shares ideas that she's working on or like draft versions, I'm always so impressed because to me, our podcast itself, in terms of the planning, the recording, the editing, that itself is a lot of work. But to me, social is not just like the supporting thing to our podcast. I feel like it's its own standalone thing because it also requires a lot of creative thinking, a lot of planning and organizing that goes into it. I never felt from the beginning that things weren't fifty-fifty. As much credit you're giving me for editing, the social media piece is also a lot of work. I mean, we both like brainstorm ideas for it together, just like we do for the podcast. But at the end of the day, you're the one executing on it. The same way I'm the one that's like editing. I think with editing specifically, it's really hard to like. Trade off that role because I think in the beginning I was like, oh, maybe sometimes I'll edit and then sometimes you'll edit. I do think there's like a somewhat steep learning curve. It took me several weeks of just like doing it to get into the rhythm, find the pattern that works for me. There's a very specific like editing style that I do that I don't think, no matter like how many times you've listened to the final cut, every different person would like edit. Content differently depending on like the things that they want to emphasize. And Mickey was saying earlier, like we have different strengths and weaknesses. I do think one of my strengths is being able to like storytell. That's something that I really enjoy doing. So like for me, editing was never like a burden. And I also think because of that specific style of editing that I do and that I've now gotten very good at, if I may say so myself, <laughs> compared to I approve compared to like me when I started. But that's the same with social. I feel like Mickey. Edits and curates the content in a very specific way. It's a specific way, though, that we both are in alignment about. So I feel like because of those specific styles, it's really tricky to like trade it off because both of us apply our own touch to it. So now I am glad that we have something that like both of us own because to me, from the beginning, it was never like, oh, this isn't fifty-fifty. I feel like I'm doing more work because to me, the value of having you as a partner is the. Ideation phase of what do we want to talk about? How do we want to talk about this? Why do we want to talk about it? And then showing up on recording day to actually talk about it. That to me was what you give me as a co-host partner. I felt more bad that you couldn't own something. So、mm. when on social for me, like AM made so much sense because in the beginning I was trying to like pitch into social, but as you know, logging into two accounts confused me because I'm like. <laughs> I'm so confused every time I toggle between accounts. Until finally, I was like, you know what? You're doing a great job. Let me just not sign in. I will look at it as one of the viewers, the audience members, a follower. Obviously, still stay engaged with our Instagram account, but definitely Mickey's kind of doing all the behind the scenes work, managing it day to day. So to me, like I was happy that you have something that like you really own. I mean. It's still definitely like a partnership. Both of our minds go into it before the final comes out to anyone. Same for the episodes. I was relieved. I would say、mm-hmm. now it seems more balanced, not from like a work perspective, but own- ownership. Yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Jinx. We're reading each other's minds now. Yeah, hundred percent. I think there's just so much goes into making this podcast where it is today. 
I felt like I can talk for hours. But you guys probably don't want to sit here listening for hours. But I think one biggest takeaway I have from like this whole experience is just really support other people because being an influencer is actually really hard. Like, not that we're not even trying to be influencer. We're just trying to have a brand, remotely found podcast, Instagram account, and so difficult. Sometimes I spend one hour just play with the color, color, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes like spending hours to search one element. Now that I understand how each every single content comes out, putting to like the content creator, no matter in what format it is, they're putting so much thought. I always like if I enjoyed it, I don't care if this zero people liked it. Mm-hmm. I need to like it. I need to like be like this is my feedback. Like I appreciate what you did. I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, if I didn't enjoy it, I'm not gonna force myself. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I learned so much like doing this pod, the technical things, like the editing. I don't know. I almost feel like this is like a mini like business. I mean, even though we're not like, making money off of it or anything, and we're not trying to monetize it, just like the process of creating something with someone else, it's not just my thing. I mean, obviously, we're friends, but I feel like working with someone is really different than just a friendship. And I almost feel like because of the friendship, sometimes we want to be more mindful of each other's feelings. And I feel like the biggest shift for me, and I don't remember exactly when this happened, but you were the one that was like, you know what, we should just treat the podcast like work, not like the negative drudgery of Mm. sometimes what gets associated with work, but just having that division of this is our friendship. This is like our time to catch up about things going on in our lives. Because as much as we share on the podcast, there is a lot we don't share. We're not putting our whole personal lives on blast. We do intentionally choose what we want to share and what we choose to hold close and what we want to tell each other off the podcast. So I do feel like as much personal things we've shared throughout this year, I would say there's still much more that we have not shared, which I think is good because that's not what this podcast is it's not like a reveal all but I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just having that division of seeing this podcast as for what it is which is like it's a project that we both work on that we both want to show up for but at the end of the day it's a project it's not our friendship because I think for a time there was a lot of overlap between friendship podcasts anytime we talked about our friendship stuff podcast stuff would bleed in And it wasn't like very clear delineation. And I feel like that put pressure on our friendship because we Mm. weren't having like us time anymore. Like everything became about the pod. I would say like before that and after that combo was so black and white to me because once we shifted into that mentality, it was just easy to organize things into like, okay, this is project time. We only talk about the project. We have time set aside for the project. We're committed to it. Like let's use this time. But then let's also make time for like, us just catching up and personal things it made everything so much easier going forward because now it's easy to switch gears and also be respectful of yes we love the podcast but Mickey may not always want to talk about the podcast there could be other things too wow good job Mickey (laughs) yes 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 it's just like so interesting to me like to you that's almost like an aha moment but to me that wasn't actually the before and after like because I was having this viewpoint that, like Danny, you were saying earlier, oh, the pot and the friendship is overlapping. And then I was seeing the pot as a hindering, like a rock, blocking the friendship. 
Mm-hmm. And then you were seeing it completely different way. You're like, what are you talking about? Like the pot, it's about a friendship. It's not about like what you're saying earlier about like it's always about the conversation about a friendship dynamic, and that's the foundations on a friendship instead of like a topic. For me, that's the before and after because before I view it as like Danny views as pot more important than me, which is not true, but like in my eyes. So I think I guess what I'm trying to say is that in doing this partnership, like in Writing along with you in this remotely found podcast journey, I learned a lot about my own weakness. Like I felt like I grew a lot as well. I think the biggest takeaway is communication in terms of like how to communicate, when to communicate, how to set boundary. Because even like setting boundary at the time to me was a negative term, and also like at the time I didn't know what boundary meant. The communication also includes asking for help, because I never worked with the friends before. I mean, I do. I become really, really, really close friends with my managers at work. So sometimes, like, I ask them for life advice, like really, really close friendship. But I think because they are actually rank about me, the work dynamic is different. I was able to take the benefit of that, having them push me, having them see what my weakness and push me to grow in a certain way, and I was able to rely them to see what I need help of. When it's a friendship, when it's a partnership. You really need to communicate what you what you need help with, and that was the biggest struggle of me. I felt exposed. Like Danny never said this to me, but I felt like I cannot tell her that I don't know how to do this. Like at the time, guys, like honestly, podcasts can be really hard. Like at the time, I don't know how to start an episode. Like I will write it down. I will start reading it, and then I will have a different voice, and then become like very, I don't know, advertisementy. And every time Danny does, it, I'm like, oh my god, you look so easy to you. Like, why is this so easy to you? And then I won't say anything. I'm just in my head thinking, like building Danny on this pedestal. Be like, oh, everything's are just easy. Look at the editing job she does. And like, just in my head, feel that this like me against you. Like we're competing against each other instead of like, oh, we're in this partnership. We're working towards the same goal. And I think that really goes back to communication in terms of, like asking for help. So to me, the A B B C is like that conversation in terms of like seeing what does this part mean to both of us. I think that's the A D B C for me. To add on to that a little bit, I think I remember that conversation actually because I remember a point where I think the pod wasn't running as smoothly as it could be, and because of that, it was just taking up a lot of time, like more time than、mm. we. Now, like I think now we're running like a very well-oiled machine. <laughs> we have our set times, we have our set days. We show up ready. We know like what each other needs at this point, and I feel like that's taken some time to get here. But there was definitely a time of us figuring out what works the best. I think during that time, the podcast was taking up a lot of our times. Meanwhile, the world was like opening back up, and we were excited to like go out and see friends again. So it did feel like the pod was like cutting into like other aspects of our lives, and I do remember that conversation where you were almost to me it was like suggesting like the pod was like putting strain on our friendship. I think I was the one that reframed it was like no, like to me the pod is the fruit of our friendship.、Mm. I don't think the fruit is to blame. If there's anything underlying that's not right with our friendship, that gets reflected in the pod. So yeah, I do remember that conversation. I feel like. It was a really helpful conversation because I feel like it reframed what the pod was. It's almost like a different version of the thing I said, which is like just reframing what this pod was. It's just one version of our friendship. There's obviously like more to it, but this is the version we feel comfortable sharing publicly. 
instead of viewing it as something that I think at the time was being more of like a burden, <laughs> that, that sounds negative, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, love this journey. <laughs> Just to wrap this up a bit, I do have a couple of fun Q&As for you. I'm so curious because we have done 40 plus episodes at this point. So I'm curious, what episode are you most proud of? It's very hard to pick between these two. It's so hard. (laughs) I have two. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. I feel like you would know. It's the episode, the Lunar New Year special, Don't Order Chinese Takeout and Then Tell Us to Get Out. And the episode titled, We're Not Silent, But Are You Listening? Hashtag Stop Asian Hate. Mm. I think both these two episodes, I think I was really, really raw with my emotion. I felt that I was almost so engaged to the point. I don't even think my thoughts were organized, but I felt very strongly about what we said. I mean, the Lunar New Year episode started with sharing Lunar New Year. So, I mean, obviously, that's my passion part. I love about Lunar New Year. It's my favorite holiday ever. But obviously, like, we felt very strongly that we need to address all the Asian hate crime arising worldwide. The episode, We're Not Silent, But Are You Listening? It's really about deep diving the Atlantic shooting because even to this day, I don't believe they call that a hate crime. I mean, we're not here trying to change the world's opinion, but I, I'm glad that we said what we wanted to say. And I honestly learned so much in both episodes. Yeah, I'm like getting like worked up again, but like I just felt so strongly about those two episodes. Yeah, the Lunar New Year special is also one of my favorites. I remember telling you, I, I want to address this. Like, I want to talk about it. We have a platform to talk about it. Like, this is timely. Let's just get it out. And, I mean, what ended up happening was, like, a fucking, like, 90-minute episode. <laughs> but, like, to me, I just remember feeling this rush of, like, because I, I knew you were going to talk about the Lunar New Year traditions and the storytelling behind that. And I was super excited for that story because, again, I don't know too much about, like, the history of the holiday But then I remember saying to you, like, I want to talk about, like, what's going on in America right now because it's also happening all over the world. And let's just address it. Like, we can use this episode to, like, talk about it. And, like, let's talk about it and not wait because these things are happening right now. Yeah, that one I just – I feel so passionate about and I'm so proud of how it came out. And the fact that it was literally our second episode – and it's still an episode that I can listen back to now and feel – like, I've listened to the episode so many times – I also just loved all the feedback we got from that episode because there were things I shared, but I didn't feel like I was exposing myself in any way. And to me, like I wasn't saying anything that I felt like was super surprising or that people didn't already know was happening. But even in talking about my personal experiences, I had multiple people reach out to me and was like, wow, thanks for sharing. Like I had no idea, like, for example, that even in New York City, when you went outside for a walk during, um, you know, the lockdown when we were working from home that people were calling you like the Chinese virus. I had no idea you felt this way growing up being Asian American, growing up in a predominantly white uh, community. And to me, it's like, oh, like, I didn't think I was being that vulnerable. I thought this was just stuff that most people knew. So just hearing that kind of response and feedback, like, I feel like that really validated this pod is what I like wanted all along but to like achieve that within the second episode was just really crazy and mind-blowing to me and I think that just like fueled me even more to feel like this is like we're doing the right thing this is going the right direction so yeah I love that episode I think another one that's like really personal for me and the one that I probably listened to the most was the my boundaries matter consent and dating one just because for me it was 
something that I was personally dealing with at the time. And sometimes I do feel like there's the podcast us and then the real life us. And I feel like the podcast us, it's still us, but I feel like it's the wiser version mm, of us. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, I need to take podcast Danny and podcast Mickey's advice. And, you know, sometimes I'm in that mindset. Sometimes I'm not. So I feel like I've listened to that episode multiple times. Just like reassure myself of like, it's going to be okay. And kind of like reprocess what I was going through with us, podcast version of us. Um, And I also love that episode so much because I don't know if you remember, but like before we recorded, I was like crying because I was like, I don't know if I can do this. There wasn't a lot of time that passed between what happened and like me talking about what happened. But I feel like you did a really good job providing me like a really, really comfortable, safe space to talk about it. And I just remember feeling like, wow, she's really here with me. She's really present. Like, I don't feel judged at all. So I love also listening to that because even in re-listening back to it, I am put back into that space. So it's just like a really like nice experience. Yes. Our friendship dynamic. I really am proud of that episode as well. I actually share that episode with a lot of people. And I was telling my friend, this episode, I'm going to share it with my future dates. Oh. If they hate this episode, then that's a red flag. Then, like, I thank goodness, clearly, you don't understand what consent means. You're not a feminist, so do not want to date you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so going off of that, what episode do you wish you could redo? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you guess? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's the episode title, Attached. Is Butterflies in the Stomach Actually a Red Flag? Question mark. Wait, really? That's... Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, I'm very... Like, I love attachment theory, but I felt like I didn't do a good job in, like, telling the attachment theory. I felt that this is the thing I was saying earlier, that sometimes I love talking to Danny. I'm really bad remembering I'm recording a podcast. Like, sorry, guys. So listeners, like I do think about you guys, but sometimes, you know, I'm just in the moment. So some like that episode, I feel like I didn't do a good job in terms of contact giving, like a, really telling how the theorist is. And I felt like my research was not thorough enough. So there's like questions I couldn't answer. I mean, not that I need to answer everything because I'm not a, you know, researcher or like doctoral degree in such fields. But I think that I just didn't do a good job. But also... It's just when I re-listened to the episode, I felt there's so many things I wanted to say, but I didn't say. Because mm-hmm. I love this episode title. It's about attached. It's butterfly in the stomach, a reflect. Like, is that like a good thing? Because people always say that's a good thing. And I felt that there's so many developing points that didn't get flashed out. And I'm just like, ah. Okay. You see? Well, yeah, I think you're being harder on yourself. I still like the episode. I think the one that I want to redo, and this is purely like my editing side coming out, it's the what does a support group and a Facebook group have in common? A combo and find a community. This is when I just moved back to New York and I didn't know where I should record. So I decided to go into the bathroom and like the whole acoustics <laughs> was so echoey and like the entire audio just drove me insane. I've, I've since then moved into my tiny and I mean tiny closet <laughs> where I hide out. But yeah, I, I can't listen to that episode because like the editing me is just like, this is such bad quality audio. <laughs> That's probably the one I would choose as just redoing. Like I actually love the conversation. I mean, I love like all of our conversations. There's no, there's no one that I'm like, 
what were we talking about? This is so bad. But I think that one, audio quality-wise, is the one that I would wish to redo from a different location for me. Okay, and the last question. What episode do you not want your friends and family to listen to? Mm, Honestly, there's two answers. Because I kind of know... Well, if it's like family, obviously, the porn episode. <laughs> yeah. How do they know Shatter is all porn like this? I mean, I love the title. It's just so funny. Honestly, like, I didn't feel comfortable sharing our podcast to my friends from church because I was so scared they're going to find that episode and how they're going to think about it. But now I'm like more close with my friends from church. Like, even if they listen to the episode, I feel comfortable they will come to me, like, and talk to me and, like, not judge me in any ways. So I wouldn't say the episode's the friend, this is the episode I don't want my friends to hear. But I think the one I felt really exposed, I don't want friends to listen to, is the one, you probably won't be able to guess this. Mm-hmm. It's the single and ready to mingle. How does one know these days? Oh, wait, why? That episode, even preparing that episode, I felt really raw. Like I felt really uncomfortable, was so scared. I was going to overshare and unsure how, because. Like I said, like sometimes I forgot that I'm recording. Like I felt like I'm talking to you. So I was worried that I'm going to overshare. Like I was scared to be too vulnerable. That's the episode I talk about. That guy. <laughs> that three dates guy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of my friends know about it because I still carry a lot of judgment. Like I'm very like I I agree with you. The podcast, Miki and Danny have done really good wise words advice but in reality I mean it's still me but like in reality I sometimes forgot about those like because even when I listened to the episode I felt exposed but I also love how you hyped me up and validated my feeling because even to this day I still feel weird almost shameful that I was so impacted by a person I went on three dates with but you were like super validating, like super supportive to my emotion and really like helped me, like encouraged me and also just call out like all the things I did right and like stand up for myself and all the things. So like it was a really great episode to listen to. But I don't know. Now that I'm mentioning it, I feel like people's going to go listen to the episode. <laughs> like this is wrong. I should like mention another episode. But yeah, because a lot of my close friends didn't know it. Like I didn't even, honestly, Denny, it's the only one knows that whole situation what about you i yeah first of all i totally forgot like he even got brought up in that episode which just goes to show sometimes the things that you think are like really big like no one actually cares (laughs) that's a bad way like in a yeah but i think the one like during recording that i actually felt most exposed was the one when you were interviewing me like Mm. the do you wear did you wear fishnets episode because we were talking a lot about like me growing up in my childhood and those are things I don't really share and like I said it is a podcast so we do pick and choose what we feel comfortable sharing and at the end of every episode we'll always like at least me being the editor I'll always like check in and say like is there anything else is there anything you feel uncomfortable that you want me to cut out as I'm editing because I want to be respectful that we don't have to like put ourselves out there that way to be successful in this Mm. or to like have good content I'm really happy with how it turned out I think just in the process of recording talking about my childhood and talking about my family not not that I even went like super deep or anything 
but these are just like things very personal to me that like obviously I wouldn't share with just anyone I think that made me feel very like exposed during the episode but I I actually love how it came out and I think you did such a great job like interviewing me having your Oprah moment like we said in part one of this episode we are going to be going on a temporary break again TBD when we come back with new episodes but if you have an Instagram, go follow us. We will, well, we, but like Mickey really, will be putting out content throughout the period of the break. And you can also find old content that we've posted, but also any new announcements about when new episodes will be coming out and when we will be back. And in the meantime, if you haven't listened to all 40 plus episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, this is a great time to catch up, share with your friends, share with your families. And I personally just want to say, okay, now this feels like a farewell and it's really like not, but I personally just want to give like a big thank you to, I mean, everyone who's listened, everyone who supported, but especially the OGers, there were people who were with us from the very, very beginning. There were people who like consistently listened and gave us constructive and positive feedback all our friends and family who like supported from the very early get-go when we were still really trying to figure this out and we didn't even know where we were going with it. Seriously, like biggest thank you because they didn't have to, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you because I'm like almost ready to write down, almost ready to name all of them because I just really appreciate all of them. Your friend who write us long notes and then you will screenshot share with me. I'm like, oh, wow. Like I just felt like, I'm having conversation with him. I didn't even know him, but it felt really great. My friend, Sam Sanders, shared on his LinkedIn. Radha Patel, go follow her. She's an influencer. Support her. Reach her as multiple times. And I keep saying to her, like, do you actually like it? Do you actually like it? You don't have to listen to it. And she'd be like, no, no, I genuinely enjoy it. Like, I listen when I do my chore on Saturday. I'm like, I'm part of your routine. I just felt like, oh. And... This doesn't mean you have to share our podcast to, to like show your support. No, not at all. Like you're listening. It's far more than enough. It's just like having these friends in the back corner supporting us. I felt really great, like encouraged mm-hmm. and also felt like I can keep doing more. Yeah, it just feels good to have people like believe in you, even when you're kind of not really sure what you're doing, which was definitely us for like a good period of time in the beginning. Thank you so much because... There are some people who followed us who I know this isn't the type of content they normally listen to. But still, the fact that they showed up, it's not unnoticed. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if you don't follow us already, do you want to share our handle, our social? At Remotely Fun. Yes. No space. No anything else. You know, if you come follow us, you'll be able to receive my love by me sharing memes with you. <laughs> yeah, There's no way to say that sounds weird. Like sounds not weird. But sharing memes is a valid love language. <laughs> so I love a good meme. There's so many good ones out there. Okay, so with that, we are signing off. Have a great winter holidays and happy Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrates that. Uh, it should have been yesterday. So happy Thanksgiving. Belated Thanksgiving. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we didn't cry. Well done, us. I mean, I had my tissue ready just in case. But yeah, I am glad I didn't have to use it. <laughs>